Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. Welcome back to this week's episode of Mill Liberty, the voice of liberty for a new generation. I am your host, Caleb Franz, and I am thrilled to have you here today listening to this episode and this wonderful podcast. Um, I hope that you are having a wonderful Christmas season as it's almost upon us. I'm about to go to Florida to escape this horrendous, horrendous cold that, uh, that anywhere above, like, Mississippi is having. I'm not a big fan of cold. So I am thrilled to go down to 80, 70, 80 degree weather in, in sunny West Palm Beach, Florida. And I hope that you will be able to, if, if you're going to um, Turning Point USA's Winter in West Palm Beach Activist Retreat, I hope to be able to see you there and to be able to meet you um, because I will be there. We will be broadcasting from there and it's sure to be a very fun time. It's certainly going to be a lot better than than the Arctic blast that we are about to encounter. It's, it's going to be like 12 uh, the night before I leave. It's ridiculous. I can't wait for, for summer to come back. Anyway, the Christmas season is upon us. Um, that brings us to an interesting um, episode, in case you couldn't tell because of the music. It is almost Christmas. Um, and I wanted to talk a little bit about that season, and specifically the the lessons that go along with that season. The lessons that that this season brings. This, this season, the Christmas season, is known as the season of giving. And we couldn't live in a better location across the world than in the United States to celebrate that type of holiday specifically. In fact, our system of capitalism, our system of free markets and a free enterprise is exactly what makes... Christmas entirely possible. Our system of, of free markets and, and capitalism, the fact that we can keep what we make and give it freely if we choose to do so, because it is our own property that we have earned by the sweat of our brow, only since the dawn of the Constitutional Republic, that is, the United States, has this been allowed to flourish beyond belief. Christmas centuries ago, you would be lucky just to get a, a stuffed doll for Christmas if you were a young girl, or a wooden train that Santa would build for you if you were a young boy. Today we have endless resources to forge and create almost anything that is entirely because of this this system of free markets and free enterprise and our system of capitalism that we have forged and we have founded ourselves on the idea that we are entitled to ourselves and we are entitled to pursue our own happiness, and that's it. That's an understanding of fundamental natural rights. However, 
to fully utilize that and to fully realize that, you have to go a little bit further than just an understanding of what, what you have the right to do, what you have the right to make. To go a little bit further than that, you have to fully understand and fully realize, fully utilize, not just what you have the right to do and make, but also you have to realize what is the right thing to do, to make, and perhaps most importantly, to give. If I told you that giving was the six was was the key and the tool to success, you would probably think I have a loose nut. You would probably think that that's that's all uh, good and dandy. However, it's not going to pay the bills at the end of the day. It won't. It won't get you very far in life. It might help someone along the way. And that might come back to you, but it won't give you success. That's probably what you would be thinking. However, that is the key to individual success, and more importantly, it is what our system that we use in capitalism, it's what it is based upon, and it's what makes it work so well and so so strongly. You see, libertarians specifically tend to think, in in terms of free market, tend to take a bit of an Ayn Rand approach of this rugged individualism. It's all, it's, you know, I, I get to keep what I earn. It's, it's all me. It's my way or the highway, which is fine to an extent. I, I don't mind that. And certainly, you are entitled to that. The government has no place to pick up what you have earned to give to someone else in your name. That's not their job. However, it is your job. Now, I'm not talking about necessarily about just giving gifts or giving material objects. That's the premise. That's that's the underlying message of this book that I that I uh, just read and just uh, finished about a week ago called The Go-Giver. It's a fantastic book. I, I, I have never read anything quite like it before. It, it touches and it pinpoints everything that I knew to be true deep inside, and it fleshes it out in such a beautiful way. It's a parable. It's a story about a business idea that giving, above all else, above any marketing strategy or above any um, new product or new line that you want to come out with, above all else, the single most important key to success in life is to give. But not just giving material things. Actually, it, it really doesn't talk about giving material objects or giving gifts anywhere in the book. It is, it is a fictional book, yes, but it is a parable, meaning it has real-life lessons. There's a reason why Jesus in the Bible talked about 
life lessons in the form of stories because they connected with people. They made sense. They touched people the way your basic theory on X, Y, and Z wouldn't. It relates. It makes sense. And honestly, this is, this is an area where um, I feel like a lot of conservatives and libertarians have failed on. We have dropped the ball on understanding the moral code to capitalism. Why capitalism is the morally preferable system. And it's all about the individual. And for that individual, it is all about giving. That's not something you would hear from anyone. Whether they are defending the system of free markets or whether they are tarnishing the name of the system of free markets. That's not something you'll hear at all anywhere. When you think of capitalism, you think of it's, it's every man for himself, it's a dog-eat-dog -dog world, and that's simply not the case. In the book, there are five laws that are described. There's the law of value, the law of compensation, the law of influence, the law of authenticity, and the law of receptivity. This is only possible because we are allowed through freedom, through liberty, the fact that the government can't come in and tell us and force us to do this. This is only possible in a free market setting. But the moment that we realize that actually giving giving that value and amplifying it, mul uh, multiplying it to people that you interact with on a day-to-day -day basis, to people who maybe your co-workers, maybe uh, your family, maybe some of your friends, increasing that personal value that you give to them and expecting nothing in return, just doing it. Forming a network of people who will be able to go out and spread spread your name and say, this guy is a class act. But not because you're forming a network of people. Because you just want a, a group of, of individuals who, who you can rely on. You see, when we think of networking uh, today, especially in, in political circles, when we think of networking today, it's all about... I'm going to hand you my business card, you hand me uh, your business card. We, we're, quote, friends now, but you're not really friends. You, you barely know the guy. You know him for leverage. And while that might work for a little bit, it's not going to give you, it's not going to create a lasting, substantial, long-term foundation. When we give influence, that's something that we should be doing because we want to grow our our network for the sake of networking with like-minded people, not for the sake of one-upping someone, not for the sake of of being better than someone else trying to get a leg up, but for the simple sake of I just I just want someone who I can rely on. That's how networking is supposed to work. When you meet these people, 
Don't think of them as a tool. Think of them as a friend. Think of them as a partner. Think of them as someone who you can trust. If you look in, in your network, ask yourself, how many of the people who I know I can go to would actually have my back in a grind? That's reliance upon you and how you treat them. It can't be about what you are going to get out of it. It can't be about 50-50. It can't be about I scratch your back, you scratch mine. It works that way. It can, but for truly unbelievable success. They call it stratospheric success in, in The Go-Giver. For truly unbelievable success, make it all about the other person. Have their best interest in mind. That will come back to you. It might come back relatively quickly. It might come back after a few weeks or months. But it will come back to you. And when you utilize every single step, and, and the one that, that talked to me, um, the one that I, I have taken to heart before I read this book and it kind of reaffirmed, was the law of authenticity. And, and that's really the, the disdain that people have in politics today is the fact that people just simply do not follow this whatsoever. It's all, I'm going to be this guy for this person, but I'm going to be this guy for this person. I'm going to be someone completely separate for this person, as long as I have a few common threads to connect each one of them. That's what I've always hated, hated about politics, about life in general, that for some reason... People thought that I'm going to mold my, I, I can mold myself to whoever they like rather than being yourself and thinking that that will earn their respect any faster. That will get them to like you any faster. I've never understood that. I have never once understood that. When you're authentic with people, even if you disagree with them, especially if you disagree with them. They trust you. They know that you're not going to, to cut corners and, and tell you some, some crap just because you want a leg up, just because you want to get the best of them or someone else. You know, when, when, when I had Jeffrey on uh, last month for our monthly exclusive, I, I mentioned something then and I kind of restated it whenever we did an episode a few weeks ago on the tragedy of the commons. And it's that being good to your fellow man and being good to people, that's good business. That's what capitalism is truly about. I'm not going to want to either work or I'm not going to want to be a customer as someone who I know I cannot trust or who I know will treat me badly. That's just competition. It makes sense. I'm going to want to go to somewhere. I'm going to want to go to work or, or go to do business somewhere that I know for a fact they're going to have my back through and through all the way till the end. That's just good business. So long as the person on the other side, or you for that matter, so long as the primary purpose of them um, being good to you and looking out for you is not to make money. 
is not for business purposes. And that sounds like logic flipped on its head. It sounds like that on the surface. Like that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. How can you make money if you're not focusing on money? That's the beautiful thing about it, is that we live in a, a kind of system as, as fast as it may be deteriorating. We live actually in a system still that rewards good behavior. It's, it's rapidly deteriorating with government picking winners and losers, with government saying, you get a, a, a bailout, you don't. You get a tax break, you don't. You get a subsidy, you don't. It's rapidly deteriorating. But the fastest way still, even with all of that, the fastest way to get to the top is to not be worried about the money is to not be worried about the business side of it. Now, of course, that's no excuse to not be responsible with your money. That, that should always be a concern in the back of your mind, just from a business perspective. However, if you take care of the people that you do business with, if you take care of the people who you work with, if you take, par uh, take care of the people who work for you, that will motivate them to be more productive. That will motivate your business partners to recommend you, to reference you. It's not an unheard of, and it's not this crazy concept. Giving actually helps. And it's not that it just helps them. It helps you. So long as you're not doing it for selfish reasons. Because if you are... It surely will come back and bite you in the end. If you're not doing it authentically, this, is, this goes back to, to the fourth law in the book, the law of, of authenticity. If you're not authentically looking out for your worker, your, your partner, either in business or at work, if you're not looking out for them and their best interest and not going in full, not 50-50, and you're trying to spread your influence. That is why 100% I firmly believe in every single episode that I do. I'm trying to give you me. Not what I think that you are going to like. Because honestly, I have no idea if any of you even like me. I have not the slightest clue if a single person listening to this program likes me in the, in the least. That's not my concern. My concern is to be authentic with you. My concern is to tell you what I think needs to be said because it isn't said enough. There are plenty of programs. There are plenty of shows. There are plenty of people who will pander to you, who will, who will lift you up. That's why in the, in the intro episode, I explained that there are going to be toes that will be stepped on in every single field. If you're a libertarian listening to this, I really don't care. I will step on your toes, make you feel uncomfortable, because my job is to be authentic with you. If you're a conservative, I know that we've had tussles. <laughs> if you're a liberal, I, I don't think I've been as tough as you as what I normally am, on with liberals but don't worry your time is coming
because my job is to be authentic with you. But at the same time, I'm being authentic with you, not because I want to offend you, not because I want to um, make you angry and type out this nasty Facebook message to me, not because I, I want you to tweet out hateful things, even though if you do that, that that's I can't help that. Uh, it comes along with it. But I'm doing it because I want you to know that there is value in this program. That goes back to the very first law that the rest of them should be built on. Value. That is why there is rich and there is poor in America. That is why people at McDonald's don't deserve a $15 an hour minimum wage. You come from a libertarian Austrian, like I am, I don't believe in minimum wage whatsoever. But the reason why the the people running McDonald's, Wendy's, Taco Bell, whatever, the reason why the people running those franchises deserve their salaries and deserve it more so than the than the than the workers who want $15 an hour is because of value because they can't amplify their value. Now, there are there's plenty of room for growth for for those people. It's only a starting job. It's an entry level job. You don't need high skills to flip a burger. You don't need that. You can replace the burger flipper with anyone. Not everyone can run a multi-million dollar franchise successfully. It takes a lot of work to keep that up and running and keep it floating. The easy part is getting it started. The hard part is keeping it afloat. And if you have the wrong person in there, then it all comes tumbling down. And everyone who wanted a $15 minimum wage gets a $0 minimum wage because they're all fired. Because they have all lost their jobs. Because... Because... The wrong person stepped in. That's, that's, it's simple economics. But it also goes back to giving. How much can you give? Now you can argue that you, you think that, that the CEO should voluntarily give a higher wage. Perhaps they should. I've never heard of anyone say that they love their job at, at McDonald's. But I've heard plenty of people say they love their job at Chick-fil-A even at an entry-level position. That's the difference. Because Chick-fil-A cares about not only their employees, but they care about their customers, and they want to increase and maximize their value, even for someone as low as a lowly-level worker. And their job environment, their work environment, is better. It's just genuinely better. I have I've never gone to a McDonald's through a drive-thru I don't I don't care much for McDonald's myself because it's it's just I just don't think it's that great. <laughs> but I do like Chick-fil-A a lot. And that's the difference. That's competition. This is why being good to your to your employees, being good to your business partners, being good to your coworkers, it's good for business. And there's no better example of that the McDonald's and Chick-fil-A. Every single time I go to Chick-fil-A, they're happy, they're thrilled to be working where they work, they're thrilled to get a paycheck, 
they're appreciative. That's the difference. And they know that that in life, nothing comes easy. Now, I know I'm, I'm speaking in generalities, but this is the, the general consensus that I get from Chick-fil-A versus somewhere like McDonald's or Taco Bell or Wendy's. It's a better environment because the people in charge at Chick-fil-A are adding added value to their workers. When you give that added value, when you know your network, when you know the people around you and the people who you communicate with, and, and you're not just using them and putting them down for, for a reference at some point in the future and then never talk to them again. If you want that reference really badly, then become more than just a connection with them. Be authentic with people. I hope and I pray, and in the future, especially in the coming year, because uh, we, we've been working, this, this first uh, few episodes in, in 2016 has kind of served as a season, the first season, even though that's not really what we went with. It has kind of served as the first season because we will be taking a break shortly. We'll have one more episode this year, and then... We'll have a a Christmas break, and then we'll come back in January. But whenever we come back in January, everything that we've done in in 2016, and there has been a lot between the roundtables, between these kind of conversations I'm having with you, like the one I'm having right now today, between the interview that I had with Jeffrey Tucker, to give you something more than just your standard talking points, that's giving you something authentic. That's giving you something that you may disagree with. That's giving you something that regardless of how it might grind with you the wrong way, you know it's real. You know it's genuine. It's knowing that this this will be a real community of liberty lovers who want to help each other out, who say, no, we don't need you, government. We got this. It's our job. It's not yours. Not because Not because we can do it, but because we want to do it. While, yes, we can do it, that that much is certainly true. It's about genuinely wanting to serve your fellow man. This is why Adam Smith, when he first, uh, Adam Smith wrote in, in, he came out with in 1776, The Wealth of Nations. This is fairly common knowledge, especially to someone who might be listening to this podcast. I, I'm assuming that that most people listening here know who Adam Smith is. He understood capitalism. He, he outlined it for us. However, that was not his first piece of work. He first wrote Ethereum Moral Sediments. There's a reason why he put that one first. Because it takes good, honest people for it to work. Yes, you can be despicable. That's the thing about capitalism. It's, you can choose to be however you want to be. But the problem is, is that whenever you do choose to be despicable, that inevitably leads to more government, to more greed, to more cronyism, which as we all know, is a downward spiral into socialism, fascism, authoritarianism, and it just doesn't get any better from there. To make it all work, it takes a good and just people. 
takes people who understand that being good and caring for your fellow man, that is good for the individual. That is good for business. But not because you want it to be for business. Because you genuinely care. That is what Christmas is about. It's about helping. It's about it's about giving. I watched a long time ago, uh, whenever I was a kid, I w- and and watched cartoons. There was this one cartoon, and the big theme of of the show was giving is better than receiving. And while this whole episode has been about giving, and and has been about understanding how true capitalism works and how. Giving makes it all possible, not just material things, but giving your time, giving your your ear, giving your love and compassion, giving your understanding, that kind of giving. Well, this whole show has been about that. I must say that it is utter BS that giving is better than receiving. That's what makes all of this work, is receiving. Because someone else is trying to do to you what you did to them. Do not think that giving is better than receiving. It's not. It's important to be receptive. That's that's the, that's the the fifth law. It's important to be receptive because if you aren't receptive, then the whole thing shuts down. There's nothing wrong with taking what someone wants to give to you. This is what I think that um, even a lot of even a lot of uh, right of center thinkers seem to fail. At understanding. They think that giving is the most important thing you can do. and what, But what makes giving possible is the ability for the second party to receive. And that second party may very well be you. And again, we're not talking necessarily about material things. Be receptive to, to how people want to help you. Be receptive to how people want to build you up. That's how... People are showing their authenticity. That's how people are are showing their value. In order for um, in order for all of this to work, it has to be put into action. And we haven't really been putting anything like this into action, have we? There, there's no one on TV. There's no pundit. There's no, it's, it's all about divide. It's all about what can we do to the other side to make them pay? What can we do uh, to, to better ourselves and not think about the other side? This is where we have been failing this entire election cycle. It's about giving, not giving handouts because Bernie has, uh, he, he had that one and Hillary to an extent, and even Trump, believe it or not. I hope I didn't trigger some of you. Um, Even Trump, it's not about handouts. It's about what we can give in value to not just the other side, but to everyone. It's all been about divide. This entire, really for, for, for decades, the key to healing, the key to unity, the key to capitalism, the key that makes everything, makes it all work, is giving. And giving in action. Not just talking about the things that, that I'm talking to you about today, 
Even though it's easy for me to do that because I'm behind a mic, I understand that. It's easy to j just talk about these things. But I have plans currently in the works about how I intend on utilizing the things that I've talked about, the things in, in the book, The Go-Giver. I have plans for myself and, and for the people who um, I work with and, and work around and, and brainstorm with for, for better ideas about how to maximize the influence, maximize the authenticity in this show, maximize the value that you are getting out of it in this show. I have plans on, on and, not, and not just the show, but in all of Outset. Um, I have plans on how to get that and, and work that into our circles here, and I hope that you will do the same. Because that's how we begin changing things. That's how we begin changing the culture, changing the environment. Capitalism is really, honestly, truly, it's not, it has nothing to do with politics. It's about culture. Have you ever stepped in a, a government building where it's all boring? It is utterly, like, you just want to leave just because you're like, wow, this sucks. And then you step inside a private enterprise environment, and people are happy. Have you ever had that happen? It's because capitalism is about the culture that surrounds us. Not about what government can or cannot do, but what you can do. It has nothing to do with the power of the federal bureaucracy. Not even the state level or the local level. It's not about any level of government whatsoever. It's all about you. And it's all about the culture that you create. And if you are creating this culture, the idea that giving is the key to success, that being good to your fellow man and being good to your business partners, being good to your coworkers, being go, uh, good to your employees, whatever level you are when you're listening to this, um, no matter where you are, or what, what position you're in, that that is good for business, and it's good, more importantly, it's good for you. The entire theme throughout this entire program, in all 12 episodes now, I can't believe we're in, we're in double digits already, in all 12 episodes, it has been about the individual, and it has been about you and what you can do to take your power back. It starts with giving. It starts with understanding that you are the free market. It's not some entity. It's not some big corporation. While they can technically be a part of the free market as well, that's not what the free market is about. It's about you. And when you understand that, you can change things to the way that you know things to be true and you want them to be. If you want a culture where giving is the norm, where there is no government intrusion in business, you can create that culture. Go out and share these ideas. Put them in the works. And I guarantee you that in the no time, you will have added value to not just your life, but countless lives. That's what the marketplace is about. That's what 
capitalism is about. And that's what, ironically and conveniently, Christmas is about. I knew that after I, after I read this, this book about a week ago, I knew that this was the episode that I wanted to talk about these discussions and um, these ideas about. Because this is right before before uh, before Christmas. This is right before I go down to to Florida before we record a few pretty important episodes that you will be getting very shortly. <laughs> this was the kind of episode that I I just wanted to have a one on one with you and really understand why this season of giving is so important and how it can change your life and how. It makes everything else possible. I think that is incredibly important. And I could not wait. I was I was honestly a little disappointed last week that I couldn't be doing this episode last week just because I was so excited to talk about these things with you and discuss them and get, get you thinking, get you understanding that this is what the free market is about. It's about choice. It's about options. The fact that you can leave um, a horrible business or a horrible place of employment and trade it for someone in somewhere that understands these principles. Because if we understand that, then those kind of businesses, those will fail. We don't have to rely on government to pick the winners and the losers. Those kind of businesses will fail so long as government isn't intruding. That's what the free market is all about. Because it's about you, you have to demand, and you have to start and create this culture and climate where being a, a giving person is a success. The tools are there. You just have to start it. You have to pick the hammer up. And that's where most of us fail. We don't even start picking the hammers up. We just expect it to build itself. We have to do the building. We have to start that by helping each other and giving. And that's what uh, Christmas is about. That's what capitalism is about. That's what the market is about. I highly recommend this book. I, I really hope that um, you go out and share this episode, get these ideas, and, and, and start influencing the culture. Please go out and, and, and buy this book. This is uh, free, <laughs> free publicity, but I don't care because... It's, it's that important, I think. It's that uh, influential for you to go out and, and read this book. It's called The Go-Giver, a little story about a powerful business idea that can change your life. That's our show today. I hope you enjoyed it. And again, please, please share this around. Um, subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow myself, Caleb Franz, at Caleb Franz on Twitter, and then follow the show at Liberty on Twitter. We'll be tweeting um, this episode out, and plus, you you want to stay tuned next year for some major announcements. We, we have one episode left this year, and then stay tuned next year for some major announcements that is coming your way that I cannot wait. We're just getting started. It's going to be a blast. I have had so much fun um, recording these episodes and getting them out to you and watching them grow, seeing people's reactions to it. It's been 
so much fun being able to make that network and, and connect with you. I enjoy that more than anything else. It, it really does provide me joy. Um, and again, if, if you're going to be in, in Florida here in a few days, really it'll be just one day whenever this episode is released, um, I, I hope that I'm able to see you. Please come up and talk to me. I'd love to sit down and chat with you, discuss whatever your heart desires. But until then, until next week, be good, be safe, have a Merry Christmas. Of course, this will be before Christmas that we see again, but still have a Merry Christmas. And we'll see you then.